Hey, what's up? This is Jeremy Palco from The Walking Dead, and this is Still Toking With. Hey, this episode of Still Token With is brought to you by the Dorkening Podcast Network. You can find more about this awesome show and others just like it by heading over to thedorkening.com. On tonight's episode, we talk to the awesome Eric Martin. Uh, ex-NFL Patriot and uh, was in Super Bowl 49, which obviously the Patriots won. This was an awesome discussion. Here we go. and Badasses, the Hammer Horror Podcast, part of the Dorkening Network, with hosts Dr. Chris and Ro Lauren. Twice a month, we will talk about a Hammer Horror film, only the horror movies of the Hammer catalog from the Britain studio from the 60s, 70s, and the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Join us as we not only discuss the film's plotline, but also factoids about the different actors, production crew, and behind-the-scenes facts, as well as going over any of the information that happens to be on the Blu-rays or DVDs from these fantastic films. We will be covering classic films from Hammer's catalog, Horror of Dracula, Horror of Frankenstein, Brides of Dracula, Prince of Darkness, Dracula Has Risen from the Grave, just to name a few. We will also not be shying away from topics like sex, blood, and abuse towards women that many people may think be too taboo to talk about. Join us again twice a month here on the Dorkening Network and check out the rest of the shows on the Dorkening Network. You can find us at ChrisDSAV on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at Rolorn, R-O-L-0-R-E-N. Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, <laughs> it's scary. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Here we are. We are now live for another episode of Still Token With. And uh, we have an awesome lineup with us today. As <laughs> always, we have the Honorable Ben. What up? <laughs> Senior Jeff. It's cooking out there, boys. <laughs> uh, and girls. Ben, would you like to introduce our awesome guest? Um, no, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, hey, uh, yeah, why don't you just introduce yourself, Eric? <laughs> well, I'm Eric Martin, um, cannabis activist, uh, former NFL linebacker slash defensive end, uh, 
played with the Patriots, the Browns, the Saints. Uh, played in the Canadian League for Toronto and Winnipeg. Um, and I retired and pursued cannabis. And that's how I got introduced into the cannabis community. And ever since then, it's just been fun. <laughs> All right, so um, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, everybody, this is the Eric Martin show tonight, so we're just going to oh. sit back. We're going to watch him do his job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, uh, no, I, I, actually, I do have a question. I'd like to start off with a question for you. Yeah. When you were playing, were you using cannabis? Was I using cannabis? Definitely. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I was probably the heaviest smoker on my teams, on the teams I played on. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd smoked with basically anybody who smoked was probably hanging out with me. So, yeah, I was, I was, I, I mean, I don't know, I just kind of, it kind of helped me, you know, before and after the game. So, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I'd show up to the games high and then I'd play, you know, played well and then come home and do the same thing, you know. So it was kind of, it's just, it's just like drinking water for me, you know, it's was, it was always, it was always beneficial, you know, it never really hurted me kept me relaxed before I went out there and because I was always nervous to hit somebody as much as I like hitting the first wait, one is always the scariest one. So wait a minute. So <laughs> you were nervous to hit people. <laughs> you, you. I know, believe it or not. The man, the man that helped pave the way for rules and regulations in the NFL and collegiate sports was afraid to hit people. <laughs> I well, the, thing about, the thing about football is, man, you don't know nobody's strength until you actually hit them. So, that's the thing. Like you can watch somebody on film and be like, "Man, that dude looks strong," and then you hit him and you like, "Oh, he's not that strong." But then there's some dudes where you see him on film, you like, "Oh, that dude ain't that strong." But then for some reason, when he play you, he want to be the Incredible Hulk. So, <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, it's a football is a weird sport, man. It's like you can never. It's just like you always got to respect the person lined up in front of you. It's just like you know boxing. All of them, you gotta always respect the game and never, you know, uh yeah, absolutely, you know, never be overconfident, you know. Sorry, Jeff, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's all right. I wanted to add yeah, so so do you think do you think using cannabis helped you perform better emotionally and mentally? Uh mentally, yeah. Mentally and physically. I mean, um I think physically, you know, it just helped with my recovery. Uh, you know, even during the game, you know, if I'm smoking during the game, you know, I can feel, you know, if I get hit, it doesn't hurt as bad as it normally would because, you know, I just got that natural, I'm just naturally, you know, relaxed and calm and, you know, going through my, you know, high phases. So, <laughs> as I, I call them high phases, because, you know, because, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just hit a point and it's just like, you you know, you, uh, you just focus on whatever it is you're doing, you know, uh, people who, you know, smoke a lot and work, you know, they'll tell you, like, you know, you, you, you do it and then you work and you get focused. And that's kind of how I was. I was just, you know, locked in. Well, uh, I huh? I saw an interview with you in, uh that you were originally prescribed, like, opioids. And you chose cannabis yeah. over opioids, which is, you know, I'd imagine a hell of a lot smarter way to go. Because there's such an epidemic and such a, you know, uh, it's destroying people's lives. And to find, you know... A way to help yourself, you know, rather than going a dangerous route is uh, very commendable. Yeah, the opioids, man, is is rough, man. It's rough on athletes because, you know, especially when most of the leagues aren't okay with cannabis, man, it's kind of hard for athletes to decide what how they want to 
you know, heal their bodies and, you know, what's best for them. So um, most of them, most of them take the opioid route because that's the only route that they're given. You know, they don't really understand cannabis. And I'm going to tell you from an athlete standpoint, most athletes don't understand cannabis, especially football players, because we just so focused on football and, you know, that lifestyle being a football player is just so it, it takes up a lot of your time. So you don't really yeah. get to do the research on, you know, stuff like cannabis and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I didn't know as much as I know now. I didn't know that until after I was done playing. While I was playing, I didn't know, you know, what the benefits was. I just knew that it made me feel good after hitting somebody real hard. So, um, so now that, you know, these athletes are starting to understand, you know, CBD more. They're starting to learn a little bit about CBD, you know, eventually, you know, they'll, they'll start to, you know, want to, want to become part of it more. Yeah. You know? um, I feel like the NFL is holding back because of a lot of the, um, they don't want athletes getting sponsored by it. Cause once that happens, then it opens up another market for a way for these athletes to make money. And it's going to force them into, you know, it's going to back them into a corner where they say, like, man, we got to let these players use it. You know, now they're getting sponsored by it, making money off of them, you know. So um, that's just that's just kind of where the NFL is. I feel like right now they're just kind of in a situation where, you know, they don't. I just read an article recently about how they um, about how there was this there was no scientific proof that it benefits athletes. And, you know, really? that's kind of that's, that's that's so well, annoying to hear. It, it's funny that you say, you know, because I, I actually read an article earlier today where they said uh, Major League Baseball was considering lifting the ban. Oh, they did. They on, took it off. They did. They actually did take the ban off on. But uh, I don't even think they were testing for it in the first place. Well, but still, I mean, it's a step was, in the right who, direction what, with professional sports. What, I MLB got the, what MLB player got suspended in the last 10 years for smoking pot? <laughs> I don't no. know, there, has there ever been one? <laughs> but you see where I'm going with that. You know, it's it's the it's the professional sports platform, let's call it, because you've got you know multiple sports. You've got hockey, football, baseball, that basketball thing there, soccer. Um, yeah. You know, but it's the the whole mindset that that cannabis is illegal. It's bad. It, you know. And you kind of just touched on that with the NFL part, but but seeing that Major League Baseball lifted the ban on it, do you think that's just the beginning in professional sports? Yeah, but the thing about the NFL is like they're like the biggest, they're the biggest organization in sports, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's basically up to them to keep control of you know uh, what co goes in and out of these players, you know what, go what goes into these players basically. Yeah, and. Um, I don't know. I feel like MLB lifting a ban, that's not really going to do anything because, like I said, Major League Baseball isn't, you know, it's not it's not well, the most watched sport in the world, you know. If, if, the federal, if the federal government legalized. Now, if the federal ban is lifted, well, then the NFL definitely can't do anything at that point because wow. now it's not part of the, it's not, it's not legal. And you got to think, like, the NFL is a, isn't, isn't it a uh, non-profit? The NFL. Yeah, isn't it like a giant non? Isn't it like ran? Isn't it like government controlled? A little bit. Y'all don't think so? Yeah, I and, I, I was going to ask you that. <laughs> well, well, because you got to think, man. It's is if they're not, they're they're saying it has a lot to do with like the federal stuff. You know, they're they have to lift the federal ban 
the NFL said that they would, if they lift the federal ban, then they'll allow it. So it's like, if this league is allowing alcohol, you know, to be advertised on Super Bowl when there's 5 million viewers or however many viewers it is, yeah. you know. They, oh, they, they actually fucked alcohol down our throats during the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, but they won't allow cannabis. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. It's just something, yeah. something's going on, something, some, 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 some private meeting is happening where they're just trying to like not let this go by, you know. Well, it's only a matter of time before it's legalized. It's, uh, you know, we're just going through uh, some <laughs> hurdles right now. Well, the, the government's not going to have any choice. Yeah. They're just not going to have any choice. No. All right. No, uh, yeah, I don't think they, they, yeah, they eventually, they'll lift it eventually. It'll take a couple years. Well, but... uh, I, was trying, I was trying to be a Leo. Yeah, uh, actually, before uh, Benjamin, uh, not With to turn, not, not to turn this into political or anything, but uh, I was reading more on what uh, Bernie is recommending. You know, now that he, presidents have the ability to do a uh, executive order for things that they feel are you know need to get done like right now and bypass the Senate, his day one is legalizing cannabis. So uh, fingers crossed, everything goes well. You know, but uh, Benjamin, you had yeah. an item. Uh, Darren Miller said, hi, Eric, uh, along with a bunch of other people saying hi. Um, so Darren, I said, what's up? What's said, up, Darren? Shout out the to NFL, Darren. The NFL is a trade association. Trade association. Okay. Yeah, right. thank, thank you, Darren. Now we'll have to talk football when you come on for your show about cannabis. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, what, all I was going to say is, you know, um, we touched on that. Let's move past the political shit and go back to why we're all really watching this. And that's to, to learn more about this awesome athlete sitting up here in the corner, <laughs> the, the other sexy eye candy lady. So now we have Leo down in the left. Well, it, to me to on the left. And then we have Eric up in the corner over here. So <laughs> let's bring this, let's bring the show back into where it was supposed to be. Well, that's only your mind in what you think it was supposed to be. Well, no, but you know me when it gets when we start getting into politics, I just want to like fucking throw a rope up there and hang myself here live right. on the newsfeed for you. So, um, <laughs> what what are you doing? What are you doing these days, Eric? What are you doing? Um, I got a few things coming up. Um, Ain't playing football. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, his body's done. His body's retired. His body's only for cuddling. <laughs> yeah, but um. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I got I got a few things coming up. Um, one in Maine, uh, with uh, Jenna McAllister. Uh, we're doing an Easter egg hunt. Oh yeah, 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 nice. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, April 11th, isn't it? Yeah, April 11th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's in Maine, and it's to support uh, kids with um, uh, suicidal suicidal thoughts. You know, to help kids. Suicide prevention, nice. Yeah, to help kids get through, you know, kids that are suffering from, you know, depression and stuff and right. having suicidal thoughts. So I, I thought that was, I thought that was very interesting to, you know, be a part of. And uh, I got a couple other things that uh, that are coming up. I haven't uh, really booked them, but yeah, they're they're <laughs> yeah. on the way. <laughs> we're getting them, we're getting them put together right now. <laughs> So can I get back to the egg hunt for a second? Absolutely. Um, if anybody wants to uh, donate eggs, plastic eggs filled with little toys, you can get them on Amazon. 
just go to um, Hippie Chick. Yeah, Hippie yeah. Chick. Yeah, Hippie Chick. So plenty of time. Get her get her some eggs for these kids for their Easter egg hunt. Yeah, yeah Jan, Jan, Jan. Donate donate as much as you can. That would be yeah. great. Jan is doing an amazing thing up there in the community. She you is. Know. She's doing amazing. Uh, and, and, and brings, brings us back to you because you, you do a lot of uh, amazing things for a community as well. You know, oh, not just can. the cancer community. You know, so tell us a little bit about some of the other things that you uh, are thinking of. Uh, <laughs> nonprofit. Yeah, so I was, uh, yeah, so I'm thinking of starting a nonprofit, of course. Yeah, uh, I've always, you know, I've had it on my mind for, you know, a couple years now. I just got to, you know, go through with it. But yeah, I've been wanting to start a nonprofit for, uh, for mental health, you know, for yeah. mental health within, you know, athletics, within, you know, um children everything you know um i think mental health is you know uh it's a it's a it's a hard disease to it's a hard disease to find you know like depression and you know that kind of stuff it's uh it's a hard disease to for somebody to even talk about you know yeah. people, people yeah. don't understand what it is people don't understand that they have it you know people don't understand that they're suffering from it and uh, i just think it's one of them things that you know really need to be talked about more especially among our, you know, minority community. Um, I think that they have a lot, you know, they, they, you know, especially even with the cannabis community, uh, it's just a lot of stuff going on right now that a lot of people need to come together. And, you know, it's just a lot of fighting and a lot of people being sensitive to stuff. And, you know, uh, people just need to be able to, you know, dish it and take it. And <laughs> but also, you know, understand that they're, that they're dealing with, you know, a lot of stuff going on. And it's just hard for people to, even myself, man, like I, I didn't know I was depressed. I've been depressed for a while and I didn't even know I was depressed. You know, everybody see me, I'm always smiling, you know, sometimes they see me dressed up, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I face my battles too, you know, people, yeah, yeah people always think, you know, being a Super Bowl champion is, you know, everything that it could, you know, it could possibly be, but, you know, at the same time, you know, that next year, me, being done, that being my last year, you know, and it came to such an abrupt stop. You know, I faced a lot of depression issues, faced a lot of issues, you know, wanting to still play, you know, uh, wanting to still go out there and, you know, be an athlete and do all that good stuff, but realizing that I can't anymore and that I have to find that next step. So uh, that was, you know, that's some of the things, that's some of the, that's some of the, you know, the drive that I have towards, you know, uh, doing this nonprofit for mental health. Yeah, nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you got to keep us in keep us in uh, in the loop of that, you know, because if we can help spread the word or even I know you your agent, um, Michael, you know, tries to book you at various events and stuff like that. Oh, if, we can, if we can help the two of you, you know, with the nonprofit and spread the word and you know, definitely. you know, we'll do. We'll definitely do that, brother. We'll definitely do that. Speaking of Michael, um, he posted the Easter egg hunt link up on my show notes. I don't know if Leo got that as well. I did, but that's up on that's up on the show notes for you people. Uh, and Michael, I know you're watching and listening. Eric said um, he's missing something in his hand. <laughs> that was a hint. Oh so, my anyway. god! Nah, you good, man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, I mean, I've been doing it all day. Like I say, I'm y'all, man. I woke me up. <laughs> no, I knew it was coming. though. I knew. I knew I had this today. I still did it because. Well, yeah. I mean, you posted like seven hours ago on the feed. Can't wait. You know. So yeah. I was like, oh, look at that. He's actually paying attention. I think he'd still be sleeping. Awesome. Uh, so we had a quick question uh, in the chat room here. William Pace is asking, uh, Eric, did you play with Kevin Falk when you were on the Pats? Kevin Falk. Uh yes. Um, I don't, no, I don't think so. No, Eric was. Uh, no, he was a running back, right? Yeah, you were 2013 to yeah, 16. Yeah, I, I was 2014 and 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was only there for a couple years. Yeah, I think Kevin oh, yeah. Paul was a running back, and he was before. He was, yeah, yeah, he was before. Yep. Yeah, so many people go through the Patriots, man. People always ask me, "Did you play with this guy?" And I'm like, "Look." I'm pretty sure every player that's ever went into the league, some at one point in time came through the Patriots practice and got released. <laughs> well, let's, let's 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 touch a little bit on on your actual, you know, your your football career. I mean, you grew up in California. Mm-hmm. Now, you did you play high school? Yeah, I, yeah, I played. Yeah, I played four years in high school. Um, I didn't or, play. I didn't play much before high school. So no, no Pop Warner or nothing for you? I did Pop Warner. I think I did it for a little bit, and then I didn't like it, so I quit because they had me at, like, fullback or something, and I didn't want to play that. So, And I just didn't, you know. But then I got to high school, and I I don't know. Like, I just – I don't know. I just turned it on. Started <laughs> kind of wrecking people? Yeah, I ended up playing <laughs> – I ended up playing middle linebacker, and I just was a monster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you went to you went to high school uh, for Ranch Rancho Verde. Yeah, Rancho Verde. Yeah, it was uh, it was in Moreno Valley, California. Um, yeah, my school was pretty. We had a bunch of athletes come out of my school. Um, Tyron Smith was probably the biggest star to come out of our school. He's the left tackle for the Cowboys. Yep. He signed that hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, so Tyron actually he used to pancake me every practice. So that's <laughs> why I'm. He's kind of the reason why I was became the player I was because that dude was that size in high school and I played middle linebacker and he was left tackle. So anytime they ran a ball to the right, he down block on me and uh, yeah, he used to tag me up. So <laughs> over time, I just kind of I kind of grew and it kind of helped me and built me. But um, yeah, I ended up getting a scholarship to Nebraska. I chose Nebraska over a few a few schools. Um, Few Pac-10 schools: Washington, Washington State, Arizona, Arizona State. Um, I had Boise State, uh, USC, UCLA. I had a few. I had a few good schools, um, but I chose Nebraska because I just felt like they was like the most um, football school. You know, mm-hmm. when yeah. I went there, okay. I was just like, man, I just want to focus on football. I'm trying to, you know, get to that next level. So when I took my trips, I took my recruiting trips to Arizona. And uh, <laughs> to Arizona and Arizona State. And believe it or not, Rob Gronkowski was my host at Arizona. <laughs> All right. You did, I'll tell you right now, you just made my wife's night because Gronk was like, Gronk. Oh, my yeah. God, it's Gronk. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. But it's funny because, like, he was my host, but, like, he didn't really host me. Like, he, we just went to a party and he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> He holds. I was like, "Yo, what? What is going on?" <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was uh, but that was fun. Yeah, I w- yeah, I took a trip to the Arizona schools, and I was just like, "Man, it's too much party, and I'm gonna get lost in here." 
But I went to Nebraska. It was no partying. It was snowing. I was like, yeah, this is probably where I should be. Just perfect. It's all football weather. You know, just <laughs> go out there and play, and, you know, I'll, I'll be all right. But when I got there, I ended up uh, enjoying college a little more than I thought because, you know, I was just a little – I was just a, I was just a little boy coming from California, from the hard parts of California, and now I'm getting exposed to, you know, college life. So I enjoyed <laughs> it. <laughs> My first three years, you know, I really, uh, I just really enjoyed college, you know, uh, yeah. just living the life, you know. And then my senior year, I buckled down. I realized this is it. Um, I need to focus up. So my senior year, you know, I blew my knee two weeks before the first game. Didn't play in the first game, didn't play. I uh, was a backup in the second game. And uh, I still ended up finishing off the season second and second in our league in sacks. Yeah, um, yeah, you did. And yeah, I went undrafted. Um, I didn't go to, to the combine. I just did my pro day. Yep. I did super well in my pro day, ran, ran a good time. You know, did all that good stuff just to, you know, make it. I didn't get drafted. I was supposed to get drafted. Crazy story. It was kind of depressing. It's probably one of, like, my heartbreak stories. This is probably one of the saddest days. But I was (laughs) – the draft day came, and so I'm sitting there, and uh, I knew I wasn't going the first day, but I knew I'd get some calls or something. So, uh, you know, the first day went by. I'm like, all right, no calls, no nothing. That's You know, I'm not mad, but whatever, hey. So then <laughs> the second day came, and I'm like, all right, let me, you know, get ready. So I'm sitting there. I was sitting in this, sitting in the same seat all day, and nobody called. I'm like, ah, man. So then the third day came, and around the sixth round, um, I get a call from the Jets. And the Jets uh, is the – what was his name? Rex Ryan at the time? Rex Ryan, okay. Yeah, so Rex Ryan called, and he was like, hey, you know, we got to – picking a seventh round, we're either going to get you or a fullback. And this is in the sixth round as the sixth round is going on. And I'm like, ah, all right. And he's like, so you are this fullback from Wake Forest. And so I started looking him up. I'm looking at all his stats. The dude is just like average. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of better than him. So maybe they'll pick me. (laughs) And uh, sixth round came, seventh round came, and the Jets was on the clock, and I was sitting there like, oh, man. So I remember sweating, like, just having this random sweat come. And I ain't get no call. And then they end up picking the fullback from Wake Forest. I was so mad. And then they end up calling me at the end of the draft. And they were like, hey, we want to bring you in for uh to be an undrafted, you know, free agent. We want to bring you in. I'm like, what? After y'all just told me y'all was going to draft me in the second round and then didn't draft me, now y'all want to bring me in? I was like, nah, I'm good. I was like, I'm gonna go to the Saints. So uh yeah, I ended up going to the Saints. Um that was uh that was different. Uh I was down there in Louisiana, it was hot, super hot. I just remember that's all I can remember is just it was so hot that when I put on my visor, I had a visor on my helmet that every time I put it as soon as we walk outside, the visor would fog up. So I had to oh, like wow. take the it was so hot I had to take the visor off my helmet and stuff. So, yeah, that was kind of my memory of being there. I also gained 15 pounds because I was in New Orleans. And, you know, <laughs> amazing. So from the from May, I mean, yeah, from May to about August, I gained 15 pounds. And uh, I got released the third game, uh, the final preseason game, the last one I got released. Right before the last preseason game, I got released. And uh, I just remember walking in Sean Payton's office and he was like, he's like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. 
And I was like, I already know what's up. <laughs> like, you know, don't ask me how I'm doing. I already know what's up. He's Where like, am I going? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, hey, man, I just wanted to say it was nice nice meeting you, nice getting to know you, you know. I hope you do do well out there, da-da-da. Sent me on my way. I was so mad. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, this is the second time I done got played by this crazy league. And that's when I realized, like, man, this league is, like, such a business, and it'll break you down emotionally, you know. It'll, yeah. it'll like, challenge your, your – it'll challenge your heart, basically, you know. You you sit there, you feel like you did everything you could, and then you still fail, you know. And, you know, you, you, know, you, got, you, know you might have another chance, but you're not 100% sure because, you know, they don't tell you. You don't know what's going to happen. You just go home and just hope for the best. So when I got released, you know, I hopped on a plane, um, went home, and I chilled for it. I just sat at home, and I was like, man. I was like, man, this, that was probably my last snap of football. So I went back. I just started looking at the game on TV. And as I was watching the game, I get a call. And it was like, uh, my agent was like, hey, you know, the Browns want to pick you up. And I was like, oh, for real? He's like, yeah, they want to they wanna pick you up. So get ready. So then I flew down to Cleveland and I loved it there. I don't know, it was weird. Like I was so mad from I was still I was still like so mad from getting released by the Saints that I don't know, I just went up there with a chip on my shoulder. And uh, you know, I just played I played my ass off up there, you know, in Cleveland. I did so much, you know, just you know, listening to the coaches, doing everything I can to, you know, make that squad showing up super early, you know, 5 a.m. in the meeting room before the coaches is there. Just doing stuff like that to know to let them know that, you know, I want to be here and stuff because I, I didn't want to get released no more and have to, you know, catch a flight back home and do all this, go through this whole pain again, you know. So, you know, that's when you really buckle down and just be like, you know, let me just do everything right. So, you know, that's what I did, and it lasted for two seasons. Um Unfortunately, sometimes this is part of the business, too, is, you know, you get a coach that come in and regardless if you're a good player or not, if you just don't fit their scheme, yeah, yeah they, right, right. They, they find a way to get rid of you, which is kind of what happened to me. Had a new coach come in and he ran a different scheme. He didn't really need stand up linebackers, like stand up pass rushing linebackers, which is what I am. He needed to like hand in the ground DM pass rushers. So um, that's kind of what. uh got him to get rid of me and uh I ended up going to the Patriots you know <laughs> but I think I went I ended up going there because we had played them earlier that season and I had tor- torched them <laughs> I did I remember playing them when I was thinking to myself I was like out of all the teams that I just want to annihilate because I was a I was a Ravens fan you know because of Ray Lewis and stuff so like yep. the Patriots used to always smash Ray so I'm like out of all the teams we play if we if I ever play the Patriots I'm gonna make sure I play extra hard <laughs> it's an extra series to be the way it is right <laughs> I did I ended up doing really well had a bunch of had like two tackles on special teams and I almost had a sack on Brady I almost hit him too and it was crazy because the play that I almost hit him was the play that Gronk blew his knee out Ooh. that year when, uh, when he got hit playing against us so yeah it was uh but it was fun uh I ended up going to coming to the Patriots and my whole attitude changed on them I realized I was in a whole different because when I was with the Browns man I was having fun you know I was just getting my work done but now I was going out having fun you know being a being a young guy with you know with a pocket full of change so <laughs> but uh when I got to the Patriots I realized dang now I'm in a whole different ball game now I'm dealing with you know 
with serious guys. These guys take this, you know, it was a whole different environment when I came in. From the time I walked in, it was just like everything was serious. It's kind of like walking in. Kind of like walking into like a lion's cage, <laughs> like ah, this shit is serious, you know. And so, so Dom, is is Bill a little bitch? Huh? Is Bill a little bitch? Is he a is he a bitch? <laughs> nah. It's funny. I only talked to him. I only talked to him probably like three or four times the yeah. the two years I was there. <laughs> you know, he uh, now nah, he's a very interesting coach. He's the, the way he uh, the way he coaches, the way he preps. It's just way different than all the other coaches, you know. Cool. But yeah, after after I went uh <laughs> after I went to the Patriots, you know, I just I worked and got to the got to the Super Bowl. Um <laughs> 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 Actually, uh, I just wanted to button here for a second. I'll remind everybody we're talking with Eric Martin. If you have questions for him, just post them in uh, one of the many chat rooms we got going on, and uh, we'll get to it as best as we can. And uh, also, uh, this show is brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Uh, our awesome sponsor takes care of the hosting for us, which makes this show possible for you. And uh, Absolutely. You know, here's a uh, zombie, if I can find the right button, talking about coffee. Yeah, quick break. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. disgusting and we are back that was deadly grounds coffee information in the show notes down below or up above depending on where you're watching or listening to us the most amazing coffee you'll ever drink uh ch chocolate uh what is it um death by chocolate that's my absolute favorite uh they also have a chocolate raspberry which is amazing the pumpkin i drink year round and uh actually i'm down to my last bag so i gotta uh place an order you know, they don't really sponsor. I just, you know, I, I whatever money comes in, I'd use that to buy coffee. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. More of a bar. What's that? More of a bar. Totally. Uh, Tara Hopper says, hey, Eric, do you like mushrooms? Um, On my salad? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't like mushrooms on their salad? <laughs> she knows. She knows that I love mushrooms on my salad. They it, it enhances your salad. It gives you that that uh that uppity feeling. <laughs> uh, Hippie Dave says I've never seen any of that coffee when I lived in Boston. Actually, Deadly Grounds is a Connecticut local roaster, and you can normally find them at a lot of the cons. <laughs> Do I like mushrooms? There is funny. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Ben, uh, I think that's your wife posted a comment. I don't know if you want to read that. His, his, his. Oh, we can't. Hear, we can't hear you. His mic. Is, his mic is down. <laughs> I hit the mute button. <laughs> I muted myself. 
Yeah, I was about to say we we could see your lips moving. <laughs> it was that but Chinese. I was doing do the Chinese again. movie impression. <laughs> uh, no, my wife made a comment early when we were talking about uh, your starting football and things, and she said, "Are you going to tell Eric that your daughter played Pop Warner with the boys?" So she used to play the D line as well. Damn, for so real? She, yeah, yeah. She started off on the E squad, went all the way up to I think she played one year A. Realized that she was becoming a woman and decided that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll tell you, man, for a girl on the D line, like you said, you know, it, it's it's a lot of practice. It's a lot of work. I mean, we were mm-hmm. at the football field six days a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even when they had their off days, they had walkthroughs. Mm-hmm. So. So I, I can relate to that, um, which brings me to another p- – we'll, we'll get back to the Super Bowl part because that's kind of an interesting part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it brings me back to what you said earlier about the the injuries. Now, she played – like I said, she played a lot of years, and she got her fair share of injuries, but she never got a concussion mm. playing Pop Warner. She got two concussions in school. Yeah. You know, dropped, dropped the eraser, picked it up, hit her head on the desk, got a concussion – Jumped in her friend's car, hit her head, got a concussion. But playing football, she never really experienced that. Mm -hmm. Um, And from watching your highlight reel, I'm pretty sure that you probably (laughs) gave your fair share of concussions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was a a bruiser. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. I looked looked up your highlight reel, and I saw one in particular where you actually got in trouble. We don't really need to. We don't really need to get into that, but um, but what it did is it helped it helped collegiate sports and the NFL start looking at those types of hits, yeah, and implementing new rules and regulations to help you know protect the players. Exactly, you know, which is a, which is a good idea. Which is a good idea. It's the best. It's one of the better things they can do. You know, it's, well, absolutely, you really can't stop it, but you know, you can you can slow it down. You know, so. right? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Is the um, best I, that's the best I can say for that. Cause <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to touch a little bit about you know because you know we were talking about football and things like that, but concussion protocol is huge in football, which we all yeah, know, it's, you know? It's, it's it's gotten a lot bigger and uh, yeah, concussions is it's just so hard to diagnose, man. Especially when you got an athlete out there that don't want to come out, you know, right? That don't want to, you know, uh, you got a lot of you got a lot of macho men out there, you know, uh, and it's right. not. It's not football <laughs> players are macho man. Come on. It's, really? not, it's, not, it's not it's not a bad thing, but you know, uh, it can't it can be, you know, once once you get to that that one hit that you know uh that you need to come out for, you know. Um my second concussion was by far my worst one. And um from what I can remember by that from that one, um when I got hit, like the the hit was so clean, so I was in practice and uh I was running to the ball and running back, you know, as in, in practice, we do what's called thudding up, which basically mean like you kind of give him a shoulder. You yep. don't really like hit him and bring him to the ground, but you hit him hard enough. So he know that, you know, that we in the NFL. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I kind of gave this dude a thud and, and kind of tagged off on him. And uh, one of the D linemen was running, running to the ball, chasing them, chasing them down. And I was the first person there. And so as I tagged him off and let him go, I turned around. And as I was turning around, one of the linemen was running towards him and he tripped over his own foot. And when he tripped, like the lead of his helmet, the the, the crown of his helmet hit square on my jaw. Ooh. And uh, you can like on film, I just remember watching it on film and my body just turned into like a noodle. 
it was kind of like the weirdest hit, but it was like perfect and square. And then, and from much of the hit, the only thing I remember was just touching the running back and then turning around and everything is going black. And then I remember my eyes opening as I was like falling. And I caught myself as I was falling and I kind of got up and I looked around and I was just like, man, this don't feel right. Everything kind of felt like a cartoon kind of like, like I wasn't in a real world, but I was like in the real world and I can like hear the whistles blowing. But it was like, you know, elevated and, you know, I'm trying to like shake it off and just shake my head. And I'm trying to think about the play. I couldn't even process the next play. My teammate is telling me to play and I'm hearing it and I know what the play is, but I can't process, you know, what to do, you know, in the time. And so I'm just, I was just out of it. And uh, I remember my coach, uh, so like the play went on and I ended up just running to the ball. I didn't even do the right play. I just ran to the ball. Cause that's what that's what defensive players do. And my coach, my coach, he I came to the sideline. He looked at me and he was like, "You okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why?" He was like, "You didn't even line up right." And I'm like, "For real?" You lined up on the offensive side. What was <laughs> I lined up right. I just didn't line up in a hole I was supposed to. And he was just like, he knew that. He knew that the only way that I would mess that up is if something was wrong. Cause right. you know, it's simple. We line up in the same spot. So he was just uh. He's asked me if I was all right, and he can kind of see that my eyes was kind of like looking out into space. And he a was little just lazy. Like, yeah, so the trainer walked over, and they shined the light in my eyes, and he was like, you know, you need to come with me. So we left practice, and uh, when I got to the locker room and I took off my helmet and pads and stuff, it seemed like everything started to set in, and, like, I started getting all these symptoms. Like, the light became too bright. I could barely see people was talking, but it sounded like it was coming through, like, through, like, a – like a what's some little loud things cost yeah yeah and so it was just real bad um it, it got to a point to where i had to sit in the hotel room for like two weeks with no lights no tv and i had to do that every day for like two weeks before i can finally do something but the good thing about that was during that time i was eating edibles <laughs> i couldn't smoke <laughs> i really couldn't smoke because it was hurting my head but i was eating 200, 300 milligram edibles every day. And then going to go do treatment, which was basically come in and tell them how I feel and then go back to the hotel room. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's just an interesting, yeah, them concussions, they're, they're, they're definitely no joke. And, uh, yeah. you know, anybody who suffers from them will understand that even the after effects are pretty harsh, you know. Um, sensitivity to light is what I deal with. I know people deal with a lot of different stuff, um, but mine's has always been sensitivity to light, uh, just like in the mornings and throughout certain points of the day. If it's too bright, I'll be able to tell, you know. <laughs> right. So. Wow. All right. So basically what we just did, folks, is uh, before, the, before the break, we were talking a little bit about Eric's uh, history in football and things we led up to the Patriots and almost to the Super Bowl. Uh, and then I threw the fucking rewind button in there. On <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're going to bring that back to the fast forward button. Let's bring it back to, um, to being part of the Patriots um, Super Bowl team, you know. Uh, Jeff, do you have a question? Because you look like you do. No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. no. Yeah. Any questions coming out there in in in, hype, in cyberspace? No. Good. Okay. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, I don't know if there is. I can't see him. That's Leo's job. Leo. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Hippie Dave. Uh, let's see. 
Hippie Dave. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, uh, yeah, Darren turned them on to us. Uh, when I get these tires on the Harley after the snow crap is gone, I'd be over on the bike to see you and Amy and Matt. So yeah, he's talking to Darren. Okay. So they're having their own conversation in my in my feed. <laughs> Darren's having a huge party, everybody. Everybody, we're going to Darren's house for a party. <laughs> uh, that's right after issue three comes out, is what I was told. <laughs> so being part of of a championship team in the NFL, I mean, what what was that like for you? You know, it was it, it was uh, I don't know, it's just something that it's just something hard to it's kind of hard to explain, you know. <laughs> well, that's why I asked you to explain it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like one of them things, man, where it's like um you're just doing something you love. I mean, like right? you're doing something you love and then you get to like you become like the best at it, like the best best and you get recognized for it over you know, a global platform is, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of incredible. And then you do it with a, you know, a group of guys that, that, uh, that you just became friends with, you know, we're all from different, we all walk different parts of the land and, you know, we all come together and find this way to, you know, achieve this goal. That's probably one of the hardest goals to achieve in sports, you know? So, um, you know, I wasn't part of the Patriots from the beginning of the season. I showed up, the first round of the playoffs um, and, you know, coming from, I was coming, I came from the Browns. So, you know, I came in, I came coming from the Browns, you know, I was heartbroken when I left the Browns. I'm not going to lie. I, I almost cried uh, talking to them uh, on my way out. You know, I left a heartfelt message for him, for Jimmy Haslam and the, uh, the owner, he's the owner and, you know, the coaching staff that was there at the time. Um, but when I came to the Patriots, it was just like, you know, they kind of they, I don't know, it was so weird because like they 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 embraced me when I first got there, but it was like it was in a play, we was in a playoffs, so I'm like, you know, what can I possibly bring to this team, you know, during this time, you know, because it's the end of the season, you know, and uh, so be it, I brought enough, you know, I was uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I and I don't really brag about it, but uh, I kind of take it as you know, I think it was probably one of my best achievements for me, at least. But, you know, I was practice player of the week every week throughout the time I from the time I got there to the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, being practice player of the week for the Patriots is not easy. You know, no. regardless of what people say, that shit is not easy because they take, you know, it's so many players come in and out every day. You know, it, you wake up one day, it's two players leaving and then next day it's two players coming in. Next day is four players leaving. <laughs> so it's, you know, surviving that practice squad for that long. It was, it was, uh, it was hard, but, you know, I was able to do it. And Definitely. then we got there, you know, to the Super Bowl. And after it was, uh, I don't know, it was, it was the confetti falling, man. I didn't even think it was real at first. I'm like, yo, there's no way that I'm like in the Super Bowl. But then, you know, I walked out on that field and I seen them all setting up and, you get to see all that crazy stuff, you know, them getting getting all the stuff ready and then uh, watching the game, you know, watching the opposing players come out. We was playing the Seahawks at the time, so everybody there was um, crazy, like, swole. <laughs> you know, everybody get pumped up for the game. You get that that feeling. So it's just like, man, I was just going through a lot. I was just, you know, my I had brought my dad to the game, my high school coach. I gave him tickets and um, – you know, I was just going through a lot, and, uh, and then we we was losing, 
And then we got to the point where we was down at the end zone and everybody thought they was going to give it to Marshawn and they ended up, you know, throwing it to Malcolm. That was, uh, I don't know, everything right there kind of paused. <laughs> at that point, it was yeah. kind of paused because it was like, man, we really finna win. Because, you know, when you lose, when you, when, you don't, when, you not, when you don't play as much, you know, or even when you're watching your teammates play, you know, in that moment, you like, dang, I'm in a Super Bowl, but there's no way I'm finna walk out of here a Super Bowl champ. Like, I made it this far, but there's no way I'm finna walk out of here a Super Bowl champ. And then, like, you know, that time is ticking you down to that one-minute mark and you just, you know, made an interception. And now, you know, everybody's cheering and celebrating. I got a video of it, and it's just kind of crazy. You know, the confetti falling is probably the – is when everything gets silent. You know, anybody that tell you, you know, watching that confetti fall and having it fall, you – it seemed like everything around gets silent. Like you hear people screaming and stuff. Yeah. People screaming, but everything just get like silent. That's from the mushrooms. Like, it's, it's starting to like really fill in like, dang, we just, you know, we just won. That's crazy. And you start to see everybody, families walk on the field and, you know, everybody start landing the confetti, doing snowman. And it was just, you know, seeing all your teammates celebrate. It's the first time. And it was crazy because, you know, I showed up during the playoffs when everybody was mass serious. So I never really got to see anybody's like true emotion, you yeah. know, as you know, during, you know, during um, when you're in a locker room and stuff, you know, people, they kind of show their, you know, emotions and stuff, but you know, you still, you just, you're just a football player, but you don't really get to see who they are until, you know, you're doing some kind of like activity outside of football. You, that's when you really get to see, you know, who a player is. And so, like, I didn't get to really see none of that because I showed up during the playoff. So the only time I really got to see that was, like, you know, once the confetti fell. And I got once to see everybody, you know, I got to see everybody smile at the same time. I got to see everybody celebrate. And it was just crazy. It was one of them. It was, a, you know, it was just a crazy experience, you know. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to meet a lot of famous people, you know, uh, Rick Ross, was the after party host. Um John Jones was there because you know he's Chandler Jones' brother. So <laughs> so um I got to talk to John Jones. That was probably that was probably fun for me. That was probably one of the most <laughs> parts is chatting it up with John Jones because you know he's he's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then just knowing that he's Chandler Jones' brother and you get to hang out with Chandler all day every day. It was like that was crazy too. So um you know yeah it was just it's just all a lot. It was just all a lot to soak in, but it happened so fast, man. It happened so fast. You know, it's, it's like as soon as the Super Bowl over, next thing you know, we in April, you know, because that's the thing about winning the Super Bowl. The team that wins the Super Bowl, they have the least amount of time to prepare for the offseason to, yeah. to the next season. So, yeah. you know, as soon as we won the Super Bowl, we had a month to travel and then we right back training again. So, that's the luxury of being winners that you get to work harder. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, it was, uh, but yeah, after that, you know, the next year I ended up, um, ended up making a team. Um, I was practice. I was off season player of the year. Um, they, that was another accomplishment I was kind of proud of cause I was able to, you know, uh, experience the Super Bowl, but then come back the next year and, you know, uh, really showcase my skills to him and, you know, be the best player in the off season in terms of like training and stuff. And so uh, that was probably one of another accomplishment that I was appreciative of. Um, but once I got to, you know, the season came and, you know, we started rolling through the season. That's when, you know, <laughs> 
that's when it gets good. So, you know, the season came. I started probably five or six games. Um, then I got hurt. I got my final concussion, which was another pretty bad concussion that I got playing during the playing the Texans. And uh, that was kind of like my last career concussion before I went off, before I was done playing. Um, yeah. I ended up going to Canada for a little bit because I thought, like, you know, why not give it another shot? And then I was in Canada and I was just like, nah, it's just time to hang it up, man. <laughs> you just got to know when your time is done, you know. So right, right. It's, it's one of the things you just got to kind of walk away from under your own. You know, I could have easily played another, you know, five, six years and made, you know, a decent amount of money in the CFL because they don't pay bad, you know. Yeah. But it was just one of them deals where I was just like, I was wore out. And your, I was, health was, your health was more important. Exactly. You know, I had I, I graduated college, which was another good accomplishment. One of my better accomplishments, too, was finishing school while I was playing ball in the league. So that that was another reason why I was like, you know, I'm glad that I did that, <laughs> knowing that my career ended up the way it did. You know, so. Right. Right. I mean, and, and you're not the only one. There's a lot of uh, professional athletes out there that their careers are cut short. Yeah. Due, due to major injuries you know mm. most most of them are what you've experienced which would be the concussions you know because three and done mm. you know after that third one you're 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 gambling with your life you really yeah. are you know and well, I, really I, after the first one you gamble well, <laughs> depending on the severity of them yeah that with the severity of them Damn. because you know, you know, a minor... you, my hits was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I saw the way you hit people, so I'm surprised you didn't give yourself concussions when you did that. <laughs> that was uh, that wasn't a good idea. The, the way I used to play, man, it was it was fun, but it was not a good idea. <laughs> no, no, but um, that's I mean, but it was fun though. At the end of the day, so that was that was all that matters. That I have fun. That's, you know? that's what it's all about. Yeah, doing right? what you love, right? Well, yeah, it's doing what you love and in being able to accomplish your goals, your dreams that you set forth as as an athlete mm -hmm. um, and, and to be on that stage. Mm -hmm. You said, you know, with the confetti falling and things like that, there are there are great athletes out there that play their entire careers. Exactly. Never get to that that they never get to that stage. And it's exactly. usually because they played the Patriots. But. <laughs> Sorry, I, that's, I most the, that's most of the reason why. In, this, in the last twenty years, you're right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't resist that one. I'm gonna get some hate mail tomorrow, but it's okay because we still love everybody. You know, <laughs> we love everybody. So now, now being out of out of football, um, you've become a cannabis advocate, which we touched on at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. um, you know, is there anything in particular you'd like to touch on in that aspect? Uh, yeah, I mean, I love talking about cannabis, man. I learned a lot over the last, you know, two years that I've been um, just learning about it. Um, I'm not a big, not a big talker. I'm more of a listener when it comes to, you know, something that I'm not familiar with. So just that's what I've been doing. You know, I've been listening to a lot of people uh, mm -hmm. speak, you know, going to these cannabis events that everybody puts on, you know. And, you know, working with a lot of different companies, cannabis companies, and uh, they, they all, yeah, they all tell me, they all teach me a lot, man. Every time I go to a different company, I learn something new. And, uh, and that's one you can never, huh? You're trying products. Exactly. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Trying products too. Yeah. That, 
that I love doing. <laughs> I was actually going to make a comment on products because yeah. I looked. Yeah. I looked over. Companies out there that need a tester. <laughs> I, I looked. Nah. <laughs> I looked over and Jeff. I thought Jeff was kind of like slumped back in his chair. I was like, oh yeah, the strawberry. <laughs> the strawberry kicked in. I can tell. <laughs> uh, it kicked in a while ago, dude. You I figured it did because you've been so quiet tonight. No, I've been doing. I've been here. <laughs> oh, he's, just, he's just listening. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, but you are involved with, um, a local company as well, correct? Yes. Um, between the row, I'm pretty sure everybody knows who between the row is. Shout out. That's why I did it. Shout out to Dean Averill (laughs) (laughs) and Mike. (laughs) Right. Right. Mike. uh, Yeah. I'm working with them. I'm on their advisory board. So, um, I've been doing a lot of work with them, just learning about them, who they are. You know, that's, you know, that's one thing I, you know, I just got back from uh, Texas uh, probably about a couple months ago. So that's one thing I was, you know, doing since I got back was just, you know, hanging around more cannabis folks and, you know, trying to learn more about what's really going on with the, you know, the economic empowerment, the uh, social equity yeah. And, you know, the dispensaries and, you know, just everything that's going on, trying to keep up with it. And, um, you know, that's how I that's how I, you know, met Mike. And then, you know, that's how I end up meeting uh, Nate Naval as well. So, you know, I love working with them. Nate Naval is so that's how you met us. Yeah. And then the token day. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, that's crazy because like the, <laughs> the cannabis community, everybody that I've met in Massachusetts, like I know more people in the cannabis community than I know in like the football community <laughs> than yeah. the sports community in Boston. I was living here, you know, two years playing for <laughs> so it's kind of I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of uh different, you know, uh learning a new industry, learning something, you it's, know, it's, it's a big it's a big community. Mm-hmm. Um in 90% of it is loving. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's with every industry. That's not just cannabis. Yeah. You know, and because mm-hmm. I, I don't want anybody to take that the wrong way that I think, oh, well, 10% of these people are assholes. No, that's <laughs> every industry. There's 10% in every industry that are in it for the wrong reasons. But there's a good majority of people here um, in Massachusetts in the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. It just, we could sit here for hours and name everybody. They're just, there's so many amazing people. Mm-hmm. There really are. You know, we've had the pleasure of, um, being part of this, you know, cannabis community now for a couple of years, like you said, and um, we're finding the same thing. Yeah. We learn, exactly. we learn every day. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Pretty soon here, I'm going to start growing. I'm going to have to enter these competitions and start killing some, killing some folks with the, with the cannabis. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I've been learning my, I've been learning how to grow. So. Well, I'll judge it. All you home growers out there, y'all better be ready because I got something coming on the market. He's coming with the heavy hits. <laughs> Eric Martin's premium cannabis, the heavy hit. <laughs> Whole hydroponics line and everything. Uh, 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 hydroponics, going to get into that? No. Who, am I going to get into hydroponics? Yeah. Is that the, that's the, uh, that's not soil, right? That's the other one. That's the other one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's, yeah, I'm probably just going to stick to the soil. He's, he's an earthy kind of guy. I heard that the hydro, yeah, I just heard that the high, I just heard some stuff about like hydroponics. Like if you mess up, it can kind of like, you can basically, if you mess up once, you can like mess up your entire grow, you know, for that time. They say with soil, you can kind of like, you know, fix your mistakes. And I'm not a pro, so. 
I'm not going to, you know, hop into something where if I make one mistake that, you know, I'm done. <laughs> you know, <I'm, laughs> so, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, that I heard Hydro is for like bigger scale grows as well. Dar- Darren Miller made a comment. He said, you got to come up with your own personal stream called Concussion. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> concussion yeah that strain's gonna get a lot of that shit's gonna get a lot of flow yeah you get your level one your level two and your level three exactly yeah <laughs> no nah. we're not gonna want that darren come on darren you know that not gonna want that. he's yeah. like come on darren you know the, that. the nfl definitely ain't gonna want that because <laughs> they don't believe in that Careful, Darren, or we're going to have Eric come on as a special co-host during your show and give you some shit. You said go on Darren's show? Yeah, we got uh, Darren. Actually, we can announce it. It doesn't matter. It's up on the event page. Uh, Two weeks from tonight, we have Darren and Amy Miller coming on um, to talk about his his story. And Amy's going to come on and talk about his story from her point of view as well. He'll let her tell her viewpoint. I'll make sure I tune into that and ask plenty of questions since Darren... I want to ask mad questions on here, you know. <laughs> oh, no, what I, what I was saying is we'll get Michael to set the camera up for you, and you just come on like you are right now as a special co-host with us. Okay, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, I'll come on. You want to come on? You good with that, Jeff? I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, get, uh, don't worry we, about it. Leo, we, can get, what, we can get up to six on here, right? Uh, well, we can get more than that, but it gets a little uh, hectic if you get past six. We, we can get up to six on here, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> I know how many we can actually get up on the screen, but wow. after six, we're not playing Hollywood fucking squares, man. Oh, yeah. man. There, there was one show I did. I think we had like 12 people. It was an absolute mess. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it was. You got twelve people trying to talk, and then the signal not oh, coming yeah. in on time. And uh, there was a uh, one actress, Jessica Cameron, just just a sweetheart. But she's uh, she was in London filming at the time, so she's like walking around London on her cell phone while doing the show, and it was just yeah, it was, just, it was crazy. <laughs> What's that you smoking? Something that's not good for me. Huh? Y'all <laughs> heard about the Fino Cup? Of course we've heard about the Fino Cup. Y'all going to enter? No. Enter? No, enter. we're platinum sponsors. Yeah, we're, we're sponsoring. Oh, you're sponsoring? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to hey, be in it. You're yeah, going to be we're... in it? Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't I be? I thought you were. I'm showing yeah. all these home growers up. Do it. Everybody, Speaking everybody, you're going to have to be nervous. Speaking of the Fino My Cup, stuff, are, you gonna come, are you coming out tomorrow night to the Summit Lounge? Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, then we'll see you tomorrow night. We'll see you tomorrow yeah. night. We'll be yeah, there. I'll be there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Um, speaking of competitions, um, you know, besides the Fino Cup and, of course, we have the Harvest Cup, did anybody else besides me see that Nikan is doing their first year judging categories? Doing their first year judging categories. Yeah, no, I just saw it before I got online. I didn't have a chance to really read it, but um, somebody had mentioned, hey, um, nominate me for a judge for Nikan's um, – what the hell was it? I can't remember. It's it's um they're doing like flour and edibles. Yeah, yep. Hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They're looking for people yep. to nominate other people as judges. Um they yeah. have everybody out there vote for me to be a judge. You know, I'm always down to taste, test anything. <laughs> I just, I know, I just because you had mentioned the Fino Cup, I just wanted to bring up, you know, that that Nikan is 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 uh, stepping into the ring with something similar, and um, I mean, it's a great idea because it gets a it it gets a lot of other companies involved 
that necessarily can't be involved in, you know, A, B, or C. They at least get a choice of trying to be involved with something. Hmm. So, okay. You know, yeah, yeah I, just, I happened to see it earlier. What, um, you said it's for Nikan? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Nikan this March. Okay. March 20th through the 22nd. Yeah. yeah. The awards are actually going to be given out on the 20th. I think that entries have to be in by the 1st. Okay. That's what I read. Yeah. Nikan's open that Friday. And then Friday night they have their awards. The award ceremony, yeah. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, um yeah, y'all better get ready for this Fino Cup because telling you, these homegirls don't know. I had I got Nate behind me, Nate helping me. I don't even understand. I'm gonna kick your you know, Nate's a good grower. Listen, uh, we'll find out when we get invited up to between the rows and we can have a little session, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, I, I mean, you know, I just put that out there for y'all. <laughs> little sample before the sample, you know? <laughs> yeah. You got to come down to the farm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff and I will definitely come down. I think we were talking to Nate. No complaining either. I don't want to hear my back hurt and stuff. I can't do nothing. Nah, oh, you're going to hear that anyways. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm going to say my back hurts when I get out of the car. <laughs> Medicate me, please. <laughs> you're not going to put me to work on the farm. Huh? I don't want to go to work on the farm. Oh, come on. <laughs> that was a Steve Martin face. You got to earn it. Right? Are you going to make me milk a cow? <laughs> <laughs> goats, baby, goats. Oh, goats. You're going to be milking the goats. Okay. Actually, you can you can help Nathan give birth to the baby goat. <laughs> nah, I can't. No, Jeff that's, can't. That's one he, thing he, I can't do. What? When it comes to the farm stuff, I can't do the animal side. I just do, like, the, the vegetables and... I don't want to hear any complaining. Isn't that what you just said? You're, going, you're definitely going to hear complaining from me when it comes to, like... When it comes to, to cow pooping, oh. nah, I'm not interested. You, you, uh, you, so, you get so used you, to it, actually. You know, you'd rather, <laughs> used to it. Oh, oh, you carrot than pull a bull. Say that again. You'd rather yank a carrot than pull a bull. You say I'd rather yank a carrot than than what? Pull a bull. Yeah, I'd rather yank the carrot. Okay. The, yeah, the, the vegetables is all me. When it comes to the animals and stuff, that's just not mine. It's a lot of stuff that goes into that, and I'm just not interested. Okay. You know, when it comes to the the, the picking up after them, the <laughs> the, the pulling the udders, nah, I'm good on that. Okay. He's, like, he's like, I'm good on that. <laughs> I'm good on that. <laughs> Y'all yeah. pass. Thank you. Huh? I'll just yank my carrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was called snapping the carrot. Yeah, just, just make sure it's your carrot. <laughs> That's all I say. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Leave my carrot alone, dude. <laughs> uh, wow, that Leo, was... you turn, Leo, you, you're blushing again. No, no, no. I, I, I was just thinking uh, we had, uh, you know, I grew up on a farm. And uh, uh, one of my jobs when I was a kid, I had to shovel out the uh, the cow manure from, uh, you know, uh, we used to milk our own. And uh, just <laughs> sho shoveling out the barn. And, you know, it's uh, you definitely... You know, yeah, he got some bad memories. Look at look at the no, trauma that he just. No, I mean, when, when I drive by a farm and I smell, it's weird when I smell the farm manure. You know, I I have like fond memories. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know those. That is a that is a yeah. that is a traumatized man right there. You can tell he was talking about it. He was like, yeah, the, the manure. 
he's like oh, looking yeah. up like, ah, oh, man, it's. <laughs> when I smell cow poop, I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. You, Leo, you, you went there, Leo. Look what you uh, did. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, yeah, uh, we used to like my dad used to butcher t- uh, turkeys as well, and uh, we had like chickens and horses. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, so you it, see a lot. Oh yeah. Horses. What's that? Horses too? Uh, we had horses. Yeah. He didn't butcher horses. No, yeah, no, I was no, gonna say he no, didn't no, butcher no, horses. No, 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 no. Uh, tur- turkeys, turkeys. <laughs> well, I heard, I heard he butchers turkeys and. Chicken. I was like, man, y'all was eating horses. <laughs> He's like, no, we got a, we got the glue farm out back, yeah. man. What are you talking about? <laughs> I might as well just lived off grid then. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, horse manure I heard is supposed to be really good for uh, um, for your garden. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't ask me how we went from football to horse manure people, but that's what happens on this show. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we you, know, our, you go to shit real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I appreciate you guys having me on here, man. Oh no, we appreciate you. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, well, man, this is nice. <laughs> what was that, Jeff? It's been awesome and great. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if you if you really want to um, come back on as a co-host in two weeks with us with Darren Miller, we'd love to have you. I'm sure Darren would love to see you. Yeah, I'm sure I'll probably have some updates for y'all too. So. I'll give you a shot. We'll consider it an interview. <laughs> Dang, Jeff is really not for me coming back. <laughs> oh, no. He doesn't realize you're going to see him tomorrow night. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, Maybe yeah, I should. I'm going to put him in his place. Maybe I should wear some shoulder pads tomorrow, too. Well, I'm just going to wear my loosen, cuff, loosen, loosen up the old righty. <laughs> so what were you trying to say? <laughs> yeah, that would look really bad because you'd be hitting an old man. <laughs> hey, as long as it's an old man and not a woman, you know. Ooh, I, I don't hey, think man. I don't think I don't I don't think public is going is going is going to be too mad about it. <laughs> um, so before before we get too far and too off track. If people are interested in, in in booking you for charitable events or events or things like that, um, how's the best way they can get in touch with you? Uh, they can mo- most people know, but they can uh, shoot a message to Mike most of the time. Um, Do we have Mike's information in the show notes, you Leo? Can, you can try to get you can try to get in contact with me, but well, no, that's where I was going with it. Yep, I wanted yep. you to promote your promoter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys can get in touch with Mike. Um, you guys got his information up. I do actually. Uh, if you check the show notes down below or up above, depending on where you're watching or listening to us, uh, you'll find uh, all the information that I uh, got from Ben from the event, and also I have uh, your uh, Facebook and Instagram, and all also uh, Michael's uh, Facebook as well, so you can contact him. And uh, all you gotta yeah. do is look down below or up above, and just click a link. It's that easy. That easy. So we're we're gonna strongly suggest that you know, if you'd like to have somebody like Eric at your event, to reach out to Michael. Um, Eric's doing amazing things in the community with children, with athletes, with the cannabis industry, um, mm-hmm. starting his nonprofit <clears throat> people. So, uh, you know, is there uh, you got a hard stop tonight, Leo? Uh, yeah, uh, 8 30. Okay. I'm logging on with the other guys. All right. So, yeah, so we got to wrap this up. Yeah, we got to wrap this up. Yep. Um, so you want to uh, do your do there, Leo? Sure. 
Uh, so uh, you have been watching Still Token with with our special guest, Eric Martin. And as I said earlier, all the information is in the show notes down below or up above. And uh, we urge you to definitely check out and uh, support Eric and his future endeavors. And uh, Eric, uh, where do you like interacting with your fans? Uh, is there any social media in general, uh, you know, uh, Instagram, Facebook? Where do you like talking to people most? Uh, fastest, the fastest way to respond for me to respond is probably Instagram. Uh, yeah, that's probably the fastest way. That's probably the fastest way I respond. Most of the time, you know, sometimes Snapchat, but not a lot of people got my Snapchat because I'm kind of private. So yeah, but yes, yeah, Instagram. Shoot me a message. Most likely, I see it. If I don't respond, maybe it's because your message was something that I wasn't interested in. <laughs> but, <laughs> so don't say nothing that's gonna make me not interested. Otherwise, you're gonna be mad. Cause, I'm gonna pretend like I'm not there. I'm <laughs> 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 no, well playing though, but yeah, um, the best way to get in touch with me is on is through Instagram. Awesome. Um, that's why I, that's why I respond the fastest because I'm usually scrolling on there. So cool beans, and then we got those links right in the show notes right there, Mister Jeff. Yes, sir. Where do you like talking to people? Where do I like talking to people? Yeah. I like talking to people. All social media, we're out there. My hey. is Facebook. Ben's the Instagram, Twitter. He takes care of all that kind of crap. You know what I mean? Oh, hmm. you, Facebook, I will be on there every day. I just like it. Uh, email, you can email me. You know, the tokendeadgmail.com. Uh, but yeah, go to the Facebook page. I'm, I'm trying to get the website built. You know, uh, I've been working on that, working on some graphics for it. Uh, it's a time matter at this point, oh. you know? Uh, yeah. When that comes out, uh, I want it to be killer. So nobody's getting sneak previews of that puppy <laughs> except for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and those are going to be far and few between. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk, talk, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> ben. <laughs> So, as Jeff said, you know, all social media, but like I say, every show, our biggest thing is come down to an event, come down to, you know, a cannabis event, a comic event, a music event, whatever event that we may be at, that Eric may be at, that Leo may be at, support the events, get off your asses, sitting down behind the computer screen all the time, just don't cut it. So, we like to interact mostly in person, is what I'm fucking telling you. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, our next scheduled event got canceled. Yeah, we won't get into that. No. But we will be at the summit. We will be at the summit lounge tomorrow night for the Fino Cup kickoff party. The official leak, the official seed drop tomorrow night, first one. Mm. So if you're a grower, you want to be a grower and a shower, come down and enter the Fino Cup. Or if you just want to come in second place. Well, yeah, you you can come in second place. Hey, listen, if you want to come in first place, everybody's getting I'm yeah. the only first place winner around. <laughs> All right. Patriots, we don't lose. <laughs> right right um and i know we got to wrap this up so i'm going to say it real quick to all our first responders and our veterans out there thank you for doing what you can do so that we can do what we do well, take it away leo well said and uh this show has been brought to you by the dorkening podcast network we got 20 shows on the network now if you head on over to the you'll find a bunch of information some awesome people 
like Ben and Jeff here. And, uh, you know, just tons of awesome hey, comments. I'm not awesome. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, podcasts. You're, you're, nah, I see how it is, Leo. You're, you're more than awesome. <laughs> you ain't been saying nothing this whole time because you've been hating on me. Never. I, I, I hate was. nobody. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you all for watching. We'll catch you guys later. Bye. <laughs> Of lies will buy you a mild acceptance, my free mind will keep me from under your spell. And when we die, you'll be another angel in heaven, but me, I'll be. A fucking legend